I just finished reading an article called Harnessing the Science of Persuasion by Robert Caldini. Um, Robert also wrote the book Influence uh, back in the mid-80s or so, and it's probably the most popular book, at least that I've heard of or run across, on how to persuade people to do something. Uh, I've read the book. I've listened to the book, actually. skimmed the book. It's been a little while since I've read it. I was wanting a refresher in it without having to read the entire thing, and I didn't take good notes on it <laughs> like I typically do these days. Uh, so I ran across this article in the Harvard Business Review called Harnessing the Science of Persuasion, and it was written about, I think, about 10 years after the book came out. And it's a really good summarized version of the book. In fact, I bought the article because the article wasn't free um, online. Uh, it was like five bucks or four dollars and 25 cents. You can get it. I'll try to include a link uh, in this episode, in this video. Um, but uh, anyway, I read it and notated it up and turned it into my typical book summary um, and wanted to give a quick overview of the book influence and of the article, Harnessing the Science of Persuasion. I, I, one takeaway from this is I wish there was a, I think this article is printed out on paper, nine pages, and it is an excellent summary of the entire book. You could read this and not read the book and be totally fine. Or you could say, hey, I want to learn about principle number four about consistency, and you could just go to that chapter in the book, be totally in context, and know that the big ideas are transferred and multiple examples are transferred in the article. Um, the book is 260 pages long. The article is nine pages, and you get it's the 80-20 by a mile. And then you could zoom into the book and read and have full context and be convinced of reading the book, etc. So in this, um, in this, I want to summarize the book and the article and the main points it gives. So the big idea is that persuasion is a powerful and learnable skill. It enables you to lead better and get more things done. And there are six fundamental persuasion principles. Those are liking, reciprocity, social proof, consistency, authority, and scarcity. So if you've ever wished you could convince someone to do a thing, maybe buy a product or watch a show or read a book or vote for your candidate or whatever you want to convince them of. But no matter what you can think of, no matter the logic you lay out, no matter the emotion you appeal to, no matter what trick you can come up with, like you just can't get them to do the thing. Maybe you want a spouse to change a behavior or do a particular action. The good news is if you, if you routinely hit that and are not able to persuade someone to do a thing, the problem is you. <laughs> it's not them. It's all you, which is empowering because it puts the control of affecting that change and persuading them in your court. Uh, and you can get better at that. Uh, and in this book and in this article, Robert walks through those six primary principles. So I'm just going to give you an overview of all six uh, and then give you a few examples of each one as we go. So let's actually to do this, I'm going to open up. The, a spreadsheet matrix that I created from the article and book and that was actually in another version of this article that I, I got and I love this way to visualize this so let's go start with principle number one of liking so what does it mean what is that <laughs> like a persuasion principle of liking what, what is that so definition people like those who like them so an example at Tupperware parties or, you know, these books in the mid 80s, Tupperware parties are a big thing. Now, any kind of multi-level marketing deal typically has some kind of party uh, mechanism associated with it. So at a Tupperware party, guest fondness of their host influences the purchase decision twice as much as the product does. So when you like someone, 
you're persuaded, you're able to be persuaded by them. If you don't like someone, you it is almost impossible to be persuaded by them. So business application. To influence, win friends through two mechanisms, similarity, uh, similarity and praise. So by similarity, create bonds with new peers, with bosses, with the direct reports, by informally um, discussing common interests. You'll establish goodwill and trustworthiness. So what's a sports team you have in common or what's a sports team they like? Can you follow them on Twitter, follow that sports team on Twitter and talk about that? Are they interested in a particular topic, interested in a particular uh, hobby? Know what it is and talk about it. People bond over similarity and people are in, uh, persuaded by people they're similar um, to. The other mechanism is praise. Charm and disarm. Great phrase, by the way. <laughs> Make positive remarks about others and you'll generate more willing to compliance, uh, more willingness to compliance. So if you're praising someone and you're just routinely, maybe once a month or once a week, just say, hey, man, you did a great job with that. And then once a week or so, you're talking about a common point of interest or something you know they're interested in. They're going to like you and they're going to be open to being able to be persuaded by you. So principle number one is liking. Principle number two is reciprocity. Definition, people repay in kind. So uh, this is a really interesting study. When the disabled American veterans enclosed a free personalized address label in their donation request envelopes, the response rate doubled. When they gave a gift, so I think the numbers, and you could go to the detailed notes, read the article or vote for this study and get the exact numbers. I think something like 18% of people that they mailed a request to donate to the American Disabled Veterans Fund or group or whatever, uh, they actually donated 18%. When they included a gift that doubled to just over 35% by including a gift, because people repay in kind. When I give you something, you want to give back. So business application, Give what you want to receive. Lend a staff member to a colleague who needs your help. And later, when you need help, you'll get their help as well. Like, how can you do something for someone so that the persuasion principle of reciprocity kicks in and makes it almost impossible for them to not want to help you back? So that's principle number two. Principle number three is social proof. People follow the leader of similar, follow the lead of similar others. People follow the lead of similar peop other people. So this is really interesting uh, study they did. Uh, when someone lost their wallet, they did this experiment where uh, they staged someone losing their wallet. And uh, when people, when they, let's see. Yeah, so New Yorkers, when they saw the wallet was lost, most of them didn't try to return it. When they were asked to do it, most of them still didn't do it. But when they were asked to do it and told that someone else had already tried to find the owner, the response rate went up significantly. So when they were said, hey, can you find the owner of this wallet? Most of them said, nah. When they said, can you find the owner of this wallet? Uh, the guy that just left tried, but he ran out of time or tried and he failed. And the response rate went up significantly when somebody similar to them had already attempted to do that. They did another control on that experiment where they told them that someone else had tried to find it, but it was someone from another country. Didn't move the needle at all. So when someone is similar to you, you can be affected drastically by them. So people follow the lead of similar others. So using peer power to influence horizontally, not vertically. Uh, let's say you're going to roll out some big new initiative in your company or in your church or in your organization of whatever sort, but there's like a whole group of people are like resistant to that. 
If you can get one of those people, take them in privately, have lunch with them, have dinner with them, talk to them, fully explain it to them where you have time and context for it. And if you can get them on board to be a proponent of whatever you're about to do, they're going to be able to convince that group of people that are resisting significantly easier than you can. So social proof, people follow the lead of similar others. Consistency is principle number four. People fulfill written, public, and voluntary commitments. Uh, they did this experiment uh, where 92% of residents of an apartment complex who signed a petition supporting a new recreation center later donated money to the call. So they went around two weeks before they started the fundraising campaign and asked everybody, hey, are you in support of having this? And, you know, they get a bunch of signatures in the apartment complex that didn't ask another group. Then when they went around with donations, the group that they asked uh, that they had already signed a petition that they wanted it, 92% of them donated and less than 50% of the group that were never asked donated. So significant, almost double the jump in having um, already having committed to doing the thing, already showing public written and public, yeah, publicly written um, support of that cause. People want to be consistent with the actions they've already agreed to take. So, Business application, make other commitments active, public, and make others' commitments active, public, and voluntary. Let's say you have an employee who, you know, just, it just in a rut, can't quite get out, uh, can't quite stay focused or focus on the right things or do the things. Maybe you have a meeting, and at the end of the meeting, you have them send you their action items. Now they've publicly committed to you, and you might even respond to them, not just directly saying, yeah, that looks good, but you might respond saying, hey, I cc'd, you know, Susie and Jean on this email and uh, they're really looking forward to seeing this as well or something like that so that they now have made it public. So if you supervise an employee who should submit reports on, on time, get that understanding in written and writing, make the commitment public and link the commitment to the employee's value, the impact of timely reports on team spirit. So people want to be consistent with what they have said publicly and voluntarily. You can't force it. And it can't be private. If it's public and voluntary, they're going to do everything within their power subconsciously to be consistent with that action. Fifth principle, authority. People defer to experts who provide shortcuts to decisions requiring specialized information. So this is really interesting. A single New York Times, and this is from the mid-80s, so I would imagine the effectiveness of this exact application has changed, but the principle still applies. A single New York Times expert opinion news story aired on TV generates a 4% shift in the U.S. public opinion. That's wild. Business application, don't assume your expertise is self-evident. Instead, establish your expertise before doing business with a new colleague. Maybe in a conversation before the meeting, describe how you solved a problem similar to the one on the agenda. People defer to experts who provide shortcuts to decisions requiring specialized information. Principle number six, scarcity. People value what's scarce. Uh, this is really interesting. Uh, wholesale beef buyers, their orders jump by, I think it's 100% when they were told that there was going to be a shortage of beef due to weather in the country where they buy the beef from. So 100% when they were just told there was going to be a shortage. When they were told the, they were the first ones to have that information, their orders jumped by 600% because the information was scarce. The information was exclusive and people value what's scarce. So, business application, use exclusive information to persuade. Influence and rivet key players' attention by saying, for example, just got this information today. I won't, it won't be distributed until next week. So, inside of my notes, I'll include a link. Um, inside of my notes, each principle is broken down in a little bit more detail, and there's two to three examples of each one to kind of prime your brain 
uh, for how to use them and how to use them in different scenarios and how to think about them. You can also get the book Influence by Caldini where he goes way more in depth on each one of these. The, the principles and definitions don't change, but he gives lots more examples of how you might apply them, which I find uh, extremely helpful. Uh, one action item for you. Uh, one, um, next time you try, you need to persuade someone to do something. Buy your product, adopt your methodology, come to your side, take out the trash, whatever. P go through this list of uh, persuasion principles and pick a couple of them out that you could use. And then instead of taking your typical brute force approach to getting them to do that, using facts and figures and emotion or whatever, weave in two of these principles next time. Maybe that means a week before you need to persuade them, you find a commonplace of similarity between you and you talk about it a few times. Maybe it means that you have a conversation where they, they you know, verbally say or written down say that they believe in that. And then when you go to get them to do something on it, they, are, they want to be consistent with that uh, thing they've already agreed to, so they'll do it. So pick two of these principles, and instead of taking your typical brute force approach, try to weave these two principles into your persuasion play. So that is the book Influenced by Robert Caldini and the article Harnessing the Science of Persuasion. If you want more details, I'll include a link with all my notes and links to these items uh, and a little cool like six by four matrix that shows each of these principles with the definition, example, and business application. So you can take your time and thumb through it and learn from it. Hope this helps. Most coaches and consultants who have a resource that they give away online aren't leveraging their thank you page, also referred to as a confirmation page, the way they should. Your thank you page is actually an opportunity to generate additional traffic to your website if you do the right things to make it go viral. This month only, I'm giving away my viral thank you page playbook, which includes everything you need to make your thank you page become a viral traffic source to your website, resulting in a lot more leads for you. You can grab it for free this month only at growthtools.com forward slash free. Again, that's growthtools.com forward slash free.